Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, September 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Political strategist Liz Smith's new book chronicles the ups and downs of her career, including working for Claire McCaskill during a successful 2006 Senate campaign. If you have a good candidate who can connect with people, they can overcome having positions that maybe are are more unpopular with the broader electorate. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum talks with Smith about her book, Any Given Tuesday, A Political Love Story. St. Louis area homeowners and renters still have time to apply for federal aid following July's severe storms and flooding. The Federal Emergency Management Agency and the U.S. Small Business Administration have approved more than $54 million in individual assistance grants and disaster loans. Sushil Kumar is with the SBA's Office of Disaster Assistance and says the administration is still looking to help more people. Come talk to our six disaster recovery centers and our business recovery center, the Urban League. Let us talk to you about what we need to do. When you don't talk with us, perhaps your questions go unanswered, and that question going unanswered might be real dollars and cents being left at the table. Applications are due October 7th. A St. Louis judge has temporarily blocked a new civilian oversight board to look into city police misconduct until the plan is further reviewed. The Post-Dispatch reports the judge granted the request by police unions Friday after deciding the measure establishing the board could violate Missouri law. It gives a nine-member board authority over police discipline as well as the power to issue subpoenas. The unions say the plan conflicts with state laws governing police discipline and civilian oversight panels. Mayor Tashara Jones says the board will help restore trust in St. Louis police. A Missouri judge has ruled voters will decide in November's election whether to legalize recreational marijuana. A Cole County Circuit judge tossed out a lawsuit Friday that sought to remove the question from the ballot. The judge ruled that the woman suing did not prove she's a Missouri resident, which would be required for the lawsuit to continue. The woman's attorneys argued that the ballot initiative was unconstitutionally broad. They also claimed the Secretary of State's office overstepped its bounds by rechecking voter signatures to get the question on the ballot. Researchers at Southern Illinois University Carbondale are finding invasive kopi make a good fish food for yellow perch. Baby perch are notoriously picky eaters. They mainly consume expensive live feed, which makes them more difficult to raise in captivity. SIU researcher Carolina Kwasek says dried pellets produced from the fish formerly known as Asian carp could be key. We believe that the transition can be easier and more successful and, and fish will likely adapt to the dry feed quicker and more of them will get on it for better grow out phase later on a farm. Kwasek says this could help farmers ramp up production of yellow perch and walleye while also finding a new commercial use for the invasive kopi. Organizers of this weekend's music at the Intersection Festival in St. Louis say it brought people throughout the region together. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports on the event in Grand Center. The festival concluded Sunday evening with performances by blues singer Gary Clark Jr. and pianist Robert Glasper. The daily attendance over the two-day festival was about 4,000 people. 
Besides the DJ booth, the festival's three stages featured performances by local artists like foxing and jazz and blues artists. Many people also came to see other nationally known performers, Erica Badu and Buddy Guy. Festival organizers say they're pleased with the audience turnout. They say the festival plays an essential role in the region's art scene and celebrates St. Louis's musical history. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. I'm St. Louis Public Radio midday host Greg Montanu. Thanks for listening to The Gateway. If you enjoy this podcast and want to make sure St. Louis Public Radio can keep providing the news you rely on and the programs that entertain, like the next set, a donation in any amount can be made at stlpr.org. Strategist Liz Smith became nationally known in political circles for implementing a go-anywhere strategy for Pete Buttigieg, which saw the presidential hopeful engaging with different media outlets. In her new book, Any Given Tuesday, A Political Love Story, Smith talks about how a similar approach had some success in a vital Missouri political contest. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more. Smith was a senior communications advisor for Buttigieg, a little-known mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who ended up winning the Democratic presidential primary in Iowa. She attributes some of his success to his willingness to talk to numerous media outlets, including places like TMZ and Fox News, where Democratic politicians typically don't go. His only path, and it was a narrow path, but his only path to... Um, you know, catching fire with voters was going to be through the earned media because, you know, that's not contingent on money or name ID. It just is um, everyone has access to the press. And it's just a question of whether you can be compelling in the press. And I knew that Pete would be able to be. Before Smith worked for Buttigieg, she was with then-state auditor Claire McCaskill's 2006 U.S. Senate campaign. McCaskill ended up winning a tough race against then-Senator Jim Talent, snatching a seat away from the GOP. Enjoy tonight. You deserve it. Because the Democratic Party once again has claimed Harry Truman's Senate seat for the working people of Missouri. While the media landscape was markedly different in 2006 compared to where it is today, Smith notes that McCaskill was adamant about campaigning in traditionally Republican rural areas. She continued that practice while in office by holding scores of town halls across the state. What that looks like is going to a county that maybe is traditionally 80-20 Republican and cutting the margin to 70-30, 60-40, 55-45, whatever it is. And knowing that you're not going to the county because you're going to win it. But that if you if you go to enough of these counties and you cut into the Republican margin enough, then that's going to add up and that's going to be what will put you over the edge to win. There's been some debate over whether Missouri Democrats should field more conservative candidates who have different positions on things like abortion rights and gun control. But that strategy has been widely condemned by more progressive members of the party, especially since more right-leaning Democratic contenders have lost state legislative and statewide races. Smith says there's no right or wrong answer to which candidate archetype works across the country as long as they can fit the state. So, look, I think given the rightward shift of Missouri, it makes sense to have a Democrat that um, you know reflects the 
you know, the values of the voters there, which is going to be very different from a candidate who reflects the values of voters where I live in, in New York state. Um, but, you know, if you have a good candidate who can connect with people, they can overcome having positions that maybe are, are more unpopular with the broader electorate. In addition to writing about her time in the show me state, Smith's book also discusses other points in her life and career, including dating former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer and doing behind-the-scenes work for Andrew Cuomo when his governorship was collapsing in 2021. Smith says she wrote in a way that's accessible for a wide audience. I didn't want just to write a very partisan book or even a super political book. I want to write a book that... um, Democrats, Republicans, and apolitical people alike um, would take to. And I've been really hardened to see um, that, you know, that's been the case. Thus far, Smith's strategy to get people to read her book has been successful, as it's become a New York Times bestseller. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.